Well, I must admit, it's still taking me a bit for the research information to sink into me that the life expectancy of we men has shrunk a full year since 2019. Yikes! Again, and greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. We are aware that as men age over age 40 plus, testosterone declines, we lose muscle mass, gain weight, blood pressure increases, there's diabetes and a greater risk of heart disease. However, collectively, are these the varmints after us, or are there more leading to our less time on the planet? Hmm. With a new life expectancy of 73.2 years, we must reverse this trend before the roller coaster doesn't coast anymore. Hey, looking to do a health U-turn, we continue to seek support and plain O help from Denver Health Physician, Dr. Tom McKenzie. Certainly very prevalent among men, and uh, you're right that I think there is a there is a cultural resistance to wanting to get help for depression. Uh, we see fewer men seek help for feelings of uh, being blue or down, and uh, we men have a sense of stigma for seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist that may be more so than we see in women. And so we do see um, the the rate of suicide is there's a concerning trend over many years now. Um, And uh, whatever we can do to lower the barriers to access for mental health care for men and women, uh, that's a high priority for healthcare institutions like ours. When you don't have good mental health or depression, that can lead to physical problems as well because it leads to stress and the body breaks down under continued stress, if I read that right. That's correct, and I think people have less motivation to take care of their physical health when they're not feeling well mentally. So we tend to uh, eat more poorly, we tend to drink more, we tend to not engage in healthy lifestyles like exercise when we're feeling like our mental health isn't tip-top. So I think you're also saying that it's really good for men to have good, positive social relationships, which can lift a lot of that depression off and or at least uh, inspire them to manage it better. Yeah, it's super important. In fact, one of the important points of data that we see is that men who are in healthy relationships are uh-huh. at much lower risk for suicide and depression. Because of somebody to share it with? Is that it? Yeah, it's interesting. We, you know, the 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 evidence on the impact of healthy social interactions, whether that's with a spouse or with family or living in a communal devi- environment, uh, has um, an important uh, impact on mortality and life expectancy. And we're not exactly sure why that is, but the, it's a very clear signal that we see uh, for. Uh, extending life by being engaged in healthy social relationships. I think that's a, probably a good um, a good thing to mention to older adult men because we have a lot of uh, solo agers here in Denver that are men. And uh, for them to be living alone all the time without anybody to talk to or something like that can't be good for them. So they need to get out and do something about their social interaction, I would think, to better their health. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, we don't think about that as being important for your health, but it clearly is. So if people are focused on sort of what to do to keep healthy, you're right. We uh, People need to 
figure out ways to be um, interacting socially with their community. Now, you mentioned a little while ago that uh, women tend to manage their, their mental health a lot better than men do. But on the flip side of it, women are some of the biggest groups affected by opioids. Are men uh, affected by opioids the same way in other drug addictions? Yeah, I don't, I don't think about there being a difference between men and women and the risk for uh, opioid dependence. You know, I think what's, what's striking is that we have seen uh, the terrible manifestations of uh, opioid addiction in this country for many decades now. And it's something that we see in the, in the U.S. that other countries don't necessarily see uh, nearly, as, nearly to the degree that we see it. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, we sort of brought it on ourselves um, in this country, and it's not nearly the problem it is um, here in countries like Canada and Australia and the European Union. Not nearly the issue in Canada? And they're right next door to us. So we, right. there's got to be some type of lifestyle difference between us, which brings that on. I think people point to the, the way we prescribe opioids in the healthcare industry starting back in the 1990s. It's the uh, driving increased use of opioids for pain in this country that uh, other countries uh, didn't increase like we did in the 90s and, and the early part of this, this century. Yeah. How about men and marijuana? I don't have much expertise uh, uh, in in the area okay. of, of marijuana. We we don't think of it as being something that contributes meaningfully to life expectancy. Uh, alcoholism does, and and men tend to drink a lot more than women do. It certainly is. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a prevalent disorder in. Um, in the U.S., uh, it occurs in both men and women. We do think it is a bigger problem in men, and uh, it is a contributor. Um, and when you link that to housing insecurity, yeah. uh, add alcohol to that, uh, you see the, a problem of expanding homelessness and and lots of health issues that come from, from alcohol overuse. I know you're not a psychologist, but you keep referring back to a number of times with things that are attached to mental health. Men just don't handle life well when things don't go well for them. That seems to be the, the, where the, the evidence is coming up, or at least that's what their behavior is showing. Yeah, I wonder if there is a, men are less willing to ask for help when, uh, when they have mental health challenges. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where that comes from in our culture, but it seems to be... Uh, fairly prevalent in the patients that we see that men tend to seek help for their health, uh, whether it's mental or physical, uh, less often than women do. Okay. Well, before the guys get depressed out of their minds, there are ways to improve health, like eating healthy, staying active, stopping tobacco. Would that be on the list? Absolutely. I think uh, we we underestimate the value of regular physical activity and it doesn't have to be running marathons. It, uh, regular physical activity that's, you know, between 30 and 40 minutes a day uh, can have incredibly helpful benefits on your sense of well-being, your mental health, and your physical health. I saw a list on how men can improve health, and on the list was have a primary care doctor. I went, why is that on there? There's a lot of men that just don't go to the doctor and don't have a PCP. I think it's critically important that 
people have an advocate within the healthcare system that's looking out for their health. And so having a primary care provider who can help steer you to services that you might need, who can be there to check in on you and do regular checkups of your blood pressure, your weight, uh, discuss your your healthy habits. Uh, that's really important to getting most men to realize what they need to do differently to stay healthy. Yeah, I don't know if this is a cultural thing or not, how many men are, uh, men probably show up at Denver Health when something goes wrong and the rest of the time they're not getting their screenings. But in contrast, when you go over to the VA hospital, guys are all over the place like flies. And I don't know if they go there just to talk to each other, but they got plenty of, PP, of, of, of primary cares at the VA hospital, but probably not so much at private hospitals. And that seems to be a cultural thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the VA is set up to really emphasize ambulatory care services and yeah. having a primary care provider as a way to keep patients out of the hospital. Okay. At Denver Health, we have the same thing. We have a network of community health centers uh, in our organization that are really there to keep people healthy so they don't need hospital services. What kinds of checkups should men have on a regular basis and screenings? Great question. Um, I think when you look at the guidelines uh, for good preventive care in the U.S. Yeah. We recommend uh, patients come in for regular checks of their blood pressure. That's one of the most important things that we do. Uh, it's super important for men to get regular uh, checks for colon cancer. So that can be by testing the stool for blood or other indicators of cancer. That's the colonoscopy. Or getting a colonoscopy. Yeah. Okay. And those are, those are super important for, for men. I think having a regular check on your weight and a periodic check on your cholesterol to see if you might need medicines for those. And then the most important in my mind is a check on healthy behaviors. Um, And so when you come in to see a physician uh, at Denver Health or at uh, other institutions, one of the roles of the primary care provider is to query you about your habits, like cigarette smoking, exercise, what you eat. Um, and uh, and to query about your social status and screen you for depression. And if we see signals of depression or anxiety, uh, that's an opportunity to figure out how to address those. Well, that's good comprehensive stuff. You think men ought to have that done once a year at least or at every least. other year? Yeah. I, I do. I recommend men come in at least once a year for that kind of checkup. And the things we eat outside of uh, Twinkies and and, and, and beer to help stay healthy. Vegetables, fruit, whole grains? Yeah, I mean, as much as you can uh, eat of fruits and vegetables, uh, fresh food, uh, it's much better than processed food. Uh-huh. And um, uh, and I think looking at total calories, uh, one of the things that we see a fair bit of is that people who struggle with their weight often are consuming a lot of liquid calories, whether that's uh, soda or juices or Gatorade or Powerade, uh, they tend to have a lot of sugar in them, and those Mm -hmm. liquid calories can turn right to fat. What's the most important meal of the day for men? I understand it's breakfast. Yeah, I don't. There's there's a lot of opinions out there, but there's not a ton of science. Um, I think it really it really is about the it's about the total amount of food you take in during the day. And there's some data recently to suggest that one weight loss 
strategy is to limit the number of hours of day, limit the number of hours in a day that you are actually eating. So there's been studies done to suggest that if you limit your eating to between noon and 7 p.m. and don't eat outside of that, that can be a weight loss or weight maintenance strategy. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. I gotta try that one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, called time restricted feeding. <laughs> time restricted. Don't feed the animals before noon or after seven. That's right. They're gonna be okay. One thing I came across: men and bananas. Where did that get started? What's that about? Men and bananas. Yeah, men and bananas. Uh, uh, I, I read that. I guess bananas are good for potassium, which we know. But I, I guess it boosts testosterone, libido, and something else. And there was a story about men and bananas. Eat more bananas. And I said, "Really? Where'd that come from?" So I can just said, "I, I got to ask the doc about that one." Yeah, I don't. Have, does not ring a bell for me. We okay. don't think about uh, bananas as having. I mean, they they're a, they're a form of fresh fruit, which can be good for you. They tend to have a fair bit of sugar in them. And mm-hmm. you're right, they are rich in potassium. So people who struggle with keeping their potassium levels up, we encourage them to eat more bananas. Okay. Yeah, I, I looked that one up, men and bananas. I was like, what? Really? Okay. <laughs> we will do exactly that. For the holiday itself, you're just going to say that men just be careful, rotate foods, don't Uh, eat ribs for the entire weekend, and they're going to be fine. Yeah, I think people just have to be careful about, um, I think that what I worry about over the holidays are people who drink too much, and uh, especially if they drive uh, um, while they're drinking, that's that's a recipe for disaster when we see uh, automobile accidents go up over holidays like this. Yeah, well, Dr. Stay safe out there. We will. Dr. McKenzie, thank you very much. Uh, You're letting me know that if I do these things, I may be able to get some of those years back that the uh, studies show I just lost at the CDC. That is correct. Dr. Tom McKenzie of Denver Health, breathing a limited uh, sigh of relief. Many thanks to him for sharing more of his insights with us again on this edition. And guys, do remember Dr. Mack's directions to keep active, drop the smoking and other substances, limit the risky behavior, and add more fruits and veggies with the protein. Okay. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And many thanks to you as well for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.